G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to uh, the opening episode of what, season six, Michael? That's right, season six, 2022 Eurovision, here we come. Indeed. I mean, the first season of 2017, I mean, you can barely pretty much scrap that. So, fifth <laughs> proper season. But uh, as you would have heard at the start, we've got some new music, Michael. Yeah, jaunty little number there. This is some of the changes that you'll see coming up throughout the season for us. Indeed, yeah. We asked you guys some of the things that we should do and you all said that you didn't like the theme music. So we're like, all right, <laughs> we better change that. Exactly. So it was probably time for a change and I think this has got a fresh sort of jaunty little feel to yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like we're in Europe somewhere, you know, <laughs> something trashy, a bit of Euro trash. It's, it's, it's all fun. So yeah, no, exciting stuff. Um, look, a lot has happened, Michael, since we left off last season. We've had mm-hmm. the off season, yes. but a lot has been happening. Let's talk about Moniskin, like really quickly. Um, they've just become global superstars. Absolute superstars, aren't they? Big here in Australia, all around the world, and even cracking it in the States at the moment. So a fantastic uh, theme for the competition, and I think it's going to attract a lot of new talent coming up for this year exactly it was so important that's why their victory was so great they were just on Jimmy Fallon the other day it's been absolutely phenomenal wonderful for Eurovision itself yes now fans of Kano will be happy um, because they won the OGAE second chance contest the contest to choose the best National final song that didn't get to go to Eurovision. No real shock there, was it? It no. was always probably one of the big, big fan favourites. Kano uh, took that out. Not only that, it also took out the Second Cherry uh, Award as well. The podcast from Matt, Monty and the guys there in the UK. Big winner for them as well. Terrific season they had in the off-season too for Second Cherry. Yeah, because you don't do much in the off-season, do you, Michael? But it's one of the things that you do keep up with. I go into Eurovision hibernation in, <laughs> during our winter, uh, but that is the one thing I always listen to, and it was a fantastic season. Yeah, great podcast looking back at the national final se- uh, season and have a big event in yeah, London. It looked so, like a fun event I too, know, didn't it? Re- I, I had a lot of FOMO. I really wanted to be there for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, obviously things do happen in the off-season, and the Aussie Vision team haven't been in hibernation, Michael. Mm, no. uh, a lot has been happening. The team have been doing a great job covering covering so many things happening. One major thing that happened from an Australian point of view was New Wave, which is a massive music um, contest and festival in Russia. You know, hundreds of millions of people watch it. Jamal has won it before, a whole bunch of Eurovision artists. And we had an uh-huh. Australian artist for the first time, Alfie Akuri. Yeah, fantastic. Came fifth as well, which was a terrific um, uh, result for him. So great to see an Australian. He's obviously cracking it there in Europe a bit, which is great to see. It, it is absolutely amazing. And we've actually got a chat with Alfie coming up later in the show so that'll be mm. towards the end there just about his really interesting time uh, competing in Russia <laughs> for yeah. something like that so a bit of an insight there it should be quite interesting definitely one of the other big big things was the announcement of our national final returning for 2022 Dale Australia decides yes we, we kind of knew it was going to come back but there's been a lot of stuff happening here in about in Australia with COVID borders have been closed between states it's been really hard a lot of lockdowns it's all coming good now and they announced this week. Um, this is why we're back for yeah. the pop. We're a few weeks earlier. We did not have this planned, but SBS and Blink TV um, surprised us all with the announcement of three artists, didn't they? They certainly did some familiar faces amongst them as well: Isaiah Firebrace, Jaguar Jones, and Paulini. Mm. Let's break them down a little bit here. Let's talk about Isaiah Firebrace. Don't me, my love. Runs. But it don't come easy It don't come cheap No, not with me 
Well, he was Australia's representative in Kiev in 2017. Finished in ninth place. Very creditable mm. finish there. Oh, my God. I'd, ta- I'd love to have ninth place finish now. <laughs> absolutely. would give our hind teeth for that one. Uh, look, he's coming back into the fold. He'll be doing Australia Decides a duet. We haven't heard the song or who he's singing it with yet. What do you think? What do you think of Isaiah's reappearance? Uh, it was really interesting because we were talking mm. um, just last weekend before the announcement about artists that we think might come and who would come back. Um, and I actually did mention to you about Isaiah because he has had a pretty constant music career since without mm-hmm. kind of going to major heights. He's always putting some good music out, doing a lot of events. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, he's probably at that time now. He was a 17-year-old, you know, baby. And uh, when he went into that, it was a blur. He basically says in the quotes for the, the release this week that... It was a blur to him. He feels like he's got unfinished business. And I feel like there's also a chance for him to get some redemption. Um, Not that it was a bad... Like, the Drew performances were wonderful. The result was fantastic. Maybe he would say the live of the TV broadcast weren't his best vocals. I mean, he'd just come off a win in X Factor. Mm. I mean, he had just basically won X Factor, been zoomed off to Kiev and is now performing in this massive event. Mm. So I can imagine it being very much a blur. He's definitely matured a lot as an artist, I think. Terrific opportunity for him to show how far he's come. And um, yeah, look, you're right. I think, unfortunately, he's probably remembered for that note in the semi-final more than he is for the result he actually got in the end. So Mm. good opportunity for him to come and just freshen everybody's memories about what he's about. Yeah, and also he's been really embracing uh, singing in language, Mm -hmm. in Indigenous language. And I think there could potentially be part of it. Who knows? We'll wait and see. What do you think about a duet? Interesting one, isn't it? I guess Australians aren't that familiar. We don't really do a lot of duets, do we? Oh, maybe Olivia Newton-John and John Farnham. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, that was that. like, you know, 30 years ago. <laughs> Look, it's not something I don't think that features heavily in the music, sort of chart music scene or anything. So it's good to see. Very Eurovision to do duets as well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be interesting. We don't know who it is with. Is it going to be a big name, an unknown name? But he did say that he's actually wrote it with this artist. Mm. So they haven't kind of been plonked into it and try and make it work so I think it should come off well um, but I guess we just have to wait and see yeah absolutely good to see him back alright the second one we want to talk about it's Jaguar Jones She left Australia Decides 2020, one of the real fan favourites and one who made a real impression, Jaguar. Great to see her back. A lot of fan reaction on this one, Dale. Massive fan reaction. Um, When we got the news out, it was just full of a lot of love for Jaguar Jones coming back. Mm. I think we ran a poll about the three. I think it was something like 80, 75%, 80 people were most excited about Jaguar (laughs) Jones. It's no surprise because not only was her music really interesting and she was great as a visual performer, that kind of rock edge that we saw was ahead of its time by a year and away. Um, And I think people felt she was, she came sixth to the Australia sides. And I, I thought she was one of the kind of front runners maybe for a third kind mm. of place kind of thing there so maybe a, a bit harshly done by but also she's an amazing 
uh, artist and advocate. She's yeah. been doing so much since Australia side. She's been in the media a lot. Real advocate for around Me Too. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just released a new song, um, Who Died of May Duke King, which mm-hmm. is about the record industry here in Australia and some very dodgy characters. Yeah, she's, one in particular that mm-hmm. featured on a documentary here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So she's been really out there and having a great voice for artists when it's been a very difficult time for artists and some really important causes. That song also, it's just a great song. It's had radio play mm-hmm. over in UK on Radio 1. Oh, wow. Awesome. So she's doing really well, kicking goals, and I think she's ready to come and take a, a grab it by the kahunas and have a real crack at it. Well, I think she's definitely going to have a lot of support, isn't she, Jaguar? I'm really excited to see her back. Great to see us again to have that sort of indie vibe coming back again let's hope it's a great track and i think oh, no. you know there's pressures on in a way though isn't it kind it's of is we all know what yeah. to expect we'll all have expectations this time of jaguar mm. or dina is she's not yeah so a uh, very exciting and quick one for you here if she's coming back with rock is that a good or bad thing considering monoskin this year Oh, terrific. As long as it's a genuine song to herself. She does have quite a rocky edge, but she can do sort of synth pop as well. So, mm. look, as long as it's a song that suits her, and I'm sure it will, uh, it'll, it'll resonate. Great point. All right. Third and not so final from the artist release. Let's talk about Paulini. Right, so a name probably not known amongst the fandom as much. It's Paulini Kureenavuli, 39-year-old Fijian Australian singer, songwriter, actress, and motor enthusiast. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) She became very famous uh, from season one of Australian Idol, Dale, where she finished fourth. That Mm. was the one, of course, where Guy Sebastian won, and that was a phenomenon here, that series really set a few careers in place. Um, she's had moderate success as a recording artist, probably better known for her live theatre work, in particular being the lead of The Bodyguard recently. Yeah, and that's a that's a big meaty role there. Um, she really is quite a household name here in Australia. Like, mm. I wasn't living in Australia at the time of Australian Idol, and I came back, what, six, seven years later from the UK, and... Within like a few months, I think I'd heard of Paulini. Mm-hmm. Um, never heard of her music, didn't know anything, but I knew about her. And she's she's just kind of known because of just how big that first season was. Yeah, very much so. And she can sing. Yes. And I think she said in some interviews, we kind of hear a few things that there's going to be a bit of a diva moment. She said herself to some fans about this. So I think I'd be expecting maybe we're going to have a big ballady number when she's going to go out and smack some big notes. She's got a fantastic voice and I'm thinking big ballad on this one. Big. Ballad with a real moment there, fingers crossed. So, look, she is very much the publicity name, I think, from this bunch um, of announcements out of Australia Decides. You know, she'll sell some tickets for sure. So, really interesting performer. And with the right song, I have no doubt about the vocal ability. Yeah, I think this is getting a lot more news in the mainstream um, media here in Australia because Jacob Jones and uh, is really in the fandom, really well known, and she's getting a lot bigger, but not the kind of household name Paulini is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exciting. And Australians love a good vocal. Yes. And we have been burned by a few of our vocals in the past, and so <laughs> I think sometimes when we run to safety, we run to good vocals. So she can sm- smack out a ballad like Casey Donovan did, mm. who won the public vote. Yeah. Um, um, she could be a real chance, but sounds like it's a big song, though. Yeah, I agree. A real chance by the sound of things, I think, for Paulini. I'm excited. Exactly. That's the first three of our artists announced. We're expecting some more in the coming weeks there, 
Riverdale, I believe, as well? Yes. I mean, we don't know exactly when, mm-hmm. but they normally, this is the way SBS and Blink like to do it. They like to drip feed, yeah. they keep it going. And, you know, they had over 700 songs. I think they're still matching up some songs with some artists at the same time mm-hmm. as well. So I'd expect over the next month to two months that we're going to get all the, the songs and artists come out. Uh, one songwriter that was in there as well was a young guy called Jude York, mm-hmm. who's 22 years old from Toowoomba, which is a regional city here in Queensland, about an hour down the road. Yes, just down the uh, road. And up the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, young queer artists from regional Queensland it's getting fantastic. a song in. Um, fantastic stuff. I think we'll be speaking about about him more in weeks to come. Really interesting story there. Terrific. Great to hear uh, a platform like this being available for such a, an artist. And of course, tickets are on sale for the event. It's mm-hmm. happening in late February, February 25th, 26th. February 25th, 26th. On believe. Friday on the Saturday night, the Gold Coast is always great. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the Aussie Vision team, we've already got our tickets. We've certainly got ours. I'd encourage you, if you're thinking about it, just book it. The borders will be done. The yes. vaccinations will be finished. <laughs> All things will be great. Come and have uh, a drink and a dance and enjoy some Eurovision here on the Gold Coast. Uh, tickets, I think, are available via Ticketek. Yeah, great to see our national final back again. Well, over the off-season, Dale, we had the announcement of our host city and our dates. So let's first off cover the dates. Eurovision will be May 10th, 12th and 14th. And we're off to Turin. Torino. We are indeed. Now, it took them a while, though, didn't it? It was quite the process, wasn't it? <laughs> I love the fact, Paul Eurovision Song Contest uh, social account, who said soon, yeah. um, and I think it was meant to be soon, and something went wrong. Three, three weeks later, <laughs> everyone was sending the pictures of pizzas going ba- soon. Basically, soon. every single time, anything, uh, an interview with Manisha, and everyone just be like, soon, when is it? When's yeah. the host city? When's the host city? But eventually, we got there. I'm really happy with it. Yeah. Out of the lot, it looks like the infrastructure is really good up there. Mm-hmm. It's in northern Italy. Normally in northern Italy, things run a little bit better. It's less chaotic. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I like. <laughs> I think it's just a bit, things run smoother. They've done big events. It's a city that had the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Um, they're used to big sporting things. They're used to big crowds. It looks that it's really going to suit being a host city. Definitely. They'll be at the indoor stadium there, the Alpitura, it's called. It was one of the 2006 Olympic venues. I think they held ice hockey there, possibly. Um, Look, big, big, big venue. Obviously, we don't know as far as seating or standing will be available. That'll be up to the local authorities come closer to the time. But uh, I think it's a terrific, uh, terrific decision for Torino. Yes, so um, I'm sure also that we're going to, should be able to travel here in Australia by then. The borders are literally opening up tonight. Yes. For the first time in 20 months. So, you know what? We can dream. I'll believe it when I'm on a plane flying over. <laughs> exactly. But start preparing. Um, we will give you details about tickets when all that kind of stuff comes out. But just hold your horses for now. But just start imagining in your mind. Exactly. I wouldn't go onto booking.com and look because the prices will give you a small coronary. I'm yeah, sure. just plan your dream <laughs> holiday and just prepare to scale it back. Like, that's what we're doing at the moment, <laughs> for sure. Uh, look, there was other stuff that went on um, during the off-season mm-hmm. for the contest. Now, Michael, the rules about the backup of vocalists they were introduced for a one year trial and mm-hmm. they are here to stay are you surprised absolutely not <laughs> we even said it at the time there was probably uh, just a test run to make sure that it all went smoothly um, I know they were saying it's about reducing parties you know size of, of delegations etc I don't know if that actually worked 
but it's here to stay. I think it's got positive things as far as representing the music as close to what the composers and the artists want. For example, a bit more in the modern sort of touch, so I don't have a massive issue with it. Yeah, I don't feel strongly one way or the other. I Mm. see pros and cons, um, but ultimately the contest has to evolve over time, and if this is going to make it work in the long run, then I just go, I trust you guys. Just go with it, make it a great contest, and if it doesn't work, then maybe you can scale up. You can bring it back. Exactly, and just maybe try and stay away from gospel choirs. I think we oh had about God, five or six last year, didn't we? It but did. anyway, I mean, there's all they're always going to make a uh, appearance there somewhere along the line, aren't they? All right, we also have a couple of returning nations. We have 41 competing, is that right, Dale? That is. We're over 40 again, where I really believe it always should be. We're only 39 last year. It should always be over 40, so 41 countries. Yes, and we have the return of Armenia and Montenegro. What are your thoughts on that? Great to see Armenia back. Yeah. Like, that's fantastic. It's unfortunate they had to pull out last year. Mm-hmm. I always felt that they were coming back. They've always had a lot to offer the contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take it um, really seriously. Um, their national finals can be interesting at times, but look, they're they're great for Eurovision and I'm glad to see them Yeah, they're a bit of a power hitter really for the size of country Mm. they are Armenia so good to see them back Montenegro they seem to have probably bought the fleet of cars now we're ready to go again Uh, (laughs) probably not such a big hitter I was going to say the power hitter no (laughs) (laughs) but still a lot of personality comes out of uh, Montenegro I think there's always something to talk about like Mm -hmm. D-Mol there was Mm -hmm. a lot to talk about Mm -hmm. Um, Slavko uh, really an interesting performer Mm -hmm. great personality Mm -hmm. and then they do sometimes randomly bring out something beautiful like this is uh, um, audio. Mm. You know, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. I mean, not not Kinez himself. <laughs> you know, they're, they're great. I'm really glad to see them back. We Australians, and I think most Eurovision fans love a plucky little country to go and fight out on the big stage among the big boys. So um, great to see Montenegro back. Yeah, good to see Montenegro back. And we've been there, and it's a beautiful country. Oh, it is beautiful and cheap. Uh, yes, it is. And the food was fantastic. So yeah, we're big fans of Montenegro here. All right, so we've done the off-season. We know what's happening with Eurovision. We can start to look ahead at 2022, mm-hmm. Michael, other than Australia. Now, national finals are starting pretty much like in November, in the next few weeks, in Estonia, mm-hmm. where they're doing quarterfinals this year. And from what we can tell, they're doing music videos as the quarterfinal shows. Now, we don't 100% quote us on that. That's what we're reading from the rules, but... Who knows? Things could change. But so then they'll have a show and show the videos. The people will vote, and then the top two go through to like the semi-finals or something. Something what like the on? four or five of them go through, and then they have normal live semi-finals. Okay. So this is almost like an open audition process of just the music as it sounds commercially, rather hmm. than live performances. Okay, fair enough. So an interesting way of doing it. We called uh, for sort of East Loud to give it a bit of a refresh last year. Uh, they're giving this a try, so hey, I'm approaching it with an open mind. And if if they end up, and again, if they are doing this, because it does sound it, um, <laughs> it is very much like what Czech Republic do with music videos as well, and that's been working very well for them. Very Other, true. You know, um, the last year was different, and they weren't doing that, obviously, with him coming back. So anything can happen with that. Israel's doing um, X Factor, which has just kicked off as well. Damn. So things are starting to happen, and also... There are so many national finals coming back, Michael. (laughs) Now, what are you most excited about? What we are most excited about, the Maltese. Mesk. Mesk is coming back. The Maltese national final, always a lot of fun. So um, something coming out of there. 
San Marino will be having some form of contest, a very, sort of a little bit of a convoluted process there. But yeah, Spain's doing something at Benidorm. Yeah. There's a lot of things coming back. Now, there's way too much for us to go today, so we are going to look at this in a little bit more depth next week. Yes, we'll for focus, sure, which means focus we, a bit we more on national finals. Come back next week <laughs> um, in case nothing else is happening, but we are going to look ahead about everything that's happening in the national finals uh, season, a bit of a preview. Also talking a bit more in depth about things like the UK, who have mm. taken a different approach this year, but we will hold that on to for next Sunday. But yeah. sounds pretty pr- pr- promising, I think, so far. I think after last year, where there wasn't a lot of national finals, this year is going to be a lot going on, <laughs> a lot of early starts, and it should be pretty exciting. And the, because so much is happening next season, look, we could barely fit everything into the show this year with 14 national finals. And you know, you guys listening, that m- most of what we do is national finals. Yes. So we are actually going to be looking at doing some more additional kind of bonus content uh, to the stuff that we can't cover in those Sunday shows. Absolutely. Sunday shows are like half an hour, 40 minutes max, and there's often more to talk about. Yeah. And we asked you guys and you said you wanted to hear from that. So we are going to set up a Patreon this year. Uh, So that's basically where you subscribe to us. It's from $5 Australian a month. Which is about 10p. Yeah. Australian dollars not worth that much. 20 euro cents. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A button down the back of the couch. Yeah. So look, um, you can go on there. There will be extra content. Yes. We will also be connecting with you all, getting um, requests about what you want us to cover. We're going to include every um, Patreon subscriber as part of podcast juries this year yes. throughout the season, which should be really interesting. So mm-hmm. you will get all the details in the show notes. Have a look at it. Basically, sign to it now and you'll see all the different ways that you can get involved with us. But um, yeah, the bonus content should be really interesting. Yeah, it should be good to connect with a few more of the listeners out there through that Patreon um, you know, opportunity. Yeah, because we loved really hearing at, at, towards the end of last season uh, what you guys loved about the show, what you wanted to see. And I think this is going to be great way to do it and also look it does just help cover our costs so we yeah. don't lose money we don't make we're never going to make any money out of this and it's not about that it's about a passion for, for Eurovision and all those wonderful ideas that we can't fit into the weekly we can stick it on Patreon we just talk for hours <laughs> about the Maltese national <laughs> well, final mess of 2018 yeah, good, good. <laughs> so um, the first thing we're going to do this week is actually have a bit of an extended interview with Alfie Akuri talking about his um, experience at a new wave now we're going to play a little bit of it for you now just a, a couple of minutes so you get a flavour of what's going on and then uh, we'll come back after that. So this is Alfie Akuri about his new wave experience. At Sydney Airport, you're in the middle of a pandemic yeah. and you're going over to Russia. I mean, like that, I mean, that must have been quite daunting in a way. I mean, you know, tell us about like just yeah. going over there, the trip. And it also those first few days, was it a bit of a culture shock and thrown straight into everything going on? Oh, yeah. To be honest, I was actually really scared because... Um, a, I, I know I'm 33 years old, but I haven't done that much traveling on my own. So the idea of going to Russia, um, like in my mind, the, the, my idea of Russia is anti-gay and scary. Um, and so I didn't know what I was doing, but I was desperate as well. You know, I needed to work. I needed to um, sing. Um, so, and I always feel that these opportunities come for a reason. And um, the funny thing is, as soon as I got there, I was like, am I really in Russia? Because it was just like, I, I was greeted by my um, my uh, interpreter, because everyone, everyone from an English-speaking country got an interpreter. And she was this ally. <laughs> and she, as soon as she met me, she's like, just so you know, I'm an ally and I, I love LG. I'm like, really? Are you like, is this like a trick? <laughs> and I fell in love with this girl. And, um, and the whole bubble of, of New Wave was like, 
like it was it was weird it was like this very pro-gay um and not not everything's about being gay but i mean for me going there being scared um it was really nice and i felt really comfortable and um i actually had such a great time and the, the moment i did start to freak out was i think a week in when they told me that um they were like oh by the way um there's no flights back to australia and i laughed thinking it was a joke and i'm like <laughs> and they're like no seriously we can't find you any flights to go back so i'm like okay but i tried to block it out and just continue with the um competition but i freaked out because i'm like what am i going to do like it's like there was literally nothing and i did notice that you put on social media about particularly doing your song which you know was the same sex sort of love yeah. song in russia was yeah. quite a i guess a poignant moment and i think you got a lot of reaction yeah. back here in australia a lot of people who want possibly you know, following um, everything happening, they really picked up on that. You know, how important was that to yeah. do something like that in Russia? Oh, so important. And it gives me like little chills to think that I, because I love doing stuff like that. I love to just push little boundaries and um, be a bit cheeky. They probably had no idea what I was singing either, which I also loved, you know. <laughs> uh, so, and you know what? I, because I look at messages that I get and I mean, not everything, but I try, but um, like I had a couple of um, young kids from Russia actually messaged me that were LGBTIQ plus and um and thank me as well like saying it was nice to have someone you know take a little bit of um or you know have the balls to do that so it was yeah it was it was really empowering for myself that's that's amazing yeah. that it's it, yeah. that's to, to hear that from from kids there that that's incredible and so important mm. to show yeah. us the visibility of it all now at the end yeah. of it all you came fifth place which was incredible like we were was so impressive well done but not only did you come fifth you. you did win what the most stylish award was that the award oh my god what was that award and what did you win i thought that was a joke as well <laughs> um Erson, um my manager he was like oh alfie you won something i'm like what and he goes you won the stylish award I'm like really because <laughs> i thought the one questionable thing about um you know, my whole experience was my outfits <laughs> and then, and I won an iron and I looked at it and I thought, how am I going to take this back? Like, and this iron is literally, I mean, I'm so grateful, <laughs> but it's become the bane of my travel existence because I had to throw away seven kilos of my clothes to be able to take that from Sochi to, um, to Italy. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I was at the airport and I had, you know, when you, those manic moments when you had to open your luggage and think, okay, what am I going to take out? So I paid for extra, but they wouldn't let me take any more. So I had to like throw away two pairs of shoes. I had to throw away my clothes. So this iron, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was nice. So you'll remember yeah. that. You'll keep that iron for the rest of your life now, like taking all over Europe. Well, always great to hear from Alfie. And it sounded like it was a real experience over there for him there in Russia. I think he went in there and probably a bit of a babe in the woods, not knowing what was going on. Very but, much so. Uh, you'll be able to listen to that full interview via our Patreon. Yeah, so links will be in the show notes. All right, well, that's it for this week, Michael, isn't it? Season opener, yes. Yeah, just trying to get back into the game. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, getting back into the headspace of doing the podcast, um, but really looking forward to the season. We've got another, what, six months to go. So <laughs> buckle in, and hold got, on tight. And we've got Australia Decides as well. We'll be doing a lot around Australia Decides. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. See ya.